What's goody, podcast fam? Welcome back to the Smoky Notes Podcast with Roro Beats and Friends. I'm your host, Sean, a.k.a. Roro Beats. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about my cigar of the week, um, touch on some music notes, the NFL playoffs, my Cowboys taking another L against the fucking 49ers, man. Golly. I'll touch on some draft news as well, man. You know, they got the mock draft already going on. Uh, I'll touch on, on on what that's looking like right now and who I would like, uh, you know, my Cowboys and other teams to pick. So let's get into it. First, I want to start by saying thank you for tuning in to another episode of Smoking Notes Podcast. And like we do with every episode, we're going to start off with the Cigar of the Week. This week's cigar is the Alec Bradley Project 40 Experimental Series. This is another nice, smooth cigar, yo. Um, I had this one out there outside with a little, little glass of uh, red wine, a little Pinot Noir, man. You know, switch it up a little bit. No no tequila, you know, no whiskey, no beer. Went to the went to the wine. Uh, got the little Pinot Noir going on. But, yeah, dope, dope cigar. I'll give you just a little nugget of what, the, what it says on the, the cigar being about, uh, you know, just Project 40. So it says... Project 40 is the search to find a deeper understanding as to why cigars have a positive cognitive impact on the mind and the body. Similar to music, cigars have a calming effect that allows you to feel and feel and be in control as well as feel rewarded. A proper blend, price, and experience has been developed for your enjoyment. Take control of your happiness, Alec Bradley. So yeah, man, like I said, this cigar is dope. It's smooth. Um, it's not... The taste isn't overpowering. Um, the smell isn't overpowering. It actually smells pretty bomb. But all in all, another good cigar, man. If you haven't had it, uh, go ahead and try you one. Again, this is Alec Bradley Project 40 Experimental Series. Um, I haven't got my cigar club box in yet for this month. Uh, that should be coming in any day. And once those come in, I will... Place the order for my EG cigars. Now, if you were listening to the last episode, then you know those are the ones uh, that I tried when I, while I was in Florida a couple weekends ago. Uh, again, some some great great sticks and uh, that that pack that I'm going with on there is seventy five dollar or twenty five cigars for seventy five bucks. So um, after I get this this cigar club box in, I'll go ahead and pull the trigger on those and you know get that review going on and let you know my feedback on that. All right, man, so let's make this transition to music. Like I said, I don't really have, you know, an album to review or anything like that. I've just got some 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 news and notes, you know, not, nothing too crazy. But let's start off with this. Justin Bieber uh, has sold his music rights to Blackstone-backed hypnosis songs Capital for north of $200 million. Dang. Hypnosis acquired 100% of publishing rights, master's recordings, and neighboring rights of Bieber's back catalog, 290 songs released before December 31st, 2021. His recorded music masters will continue to be owned by Universal Music Group. Uh, the deal is worth more than $200 million. This is reported by Billboard and Variety. Uh, it goes on to say that Bieber's longtime manager, Scooter Braun, said, I'm so proud of him and all of, the, all of those involved over the years in helping amass this incredible body of work. Justin is truly a, a once-in-a-generation artist, and that is reflected and, not, and acknowledged by the magnitude of this deal. Braun famously acquired Taylor Swift's master's recording and sold them to Shamrock Capital in 2020. And, of course, we know that to be the deal that, you know, Taylor Swift shit saying that she was, uh, you know, cut out of. So, man, shout out to Biebs, man. But, um... 
I guess it didn't come as any type of surprise. I believe it was announced, you know, maybe a month or two ago, but it it, it became, you know, final within the last few days, really. Uh, Bieber's not the only one to have, you know, sold his his um his publishing and his you know his music rights away his his catalog. Uh, in the article, it goes on to say Bieber is one of the many music stars who has sold the rights to their music in the last few years, and a handful of celebrities who have already done so this year. Dr. Dre is report, reportedly in the process of selling some of his music income streams and assets to separate deals to Shamrock Holdings and Universal Music Group. Primary Wave Music acquired rights from two members of The Doors. Warner Music Group acquired the recording music rights and income streams from Yes. So, man, shout out Biebs, man. Um, if you don't know, when you sell your when they sell their catalog, it's pretty much a quick payday, man. They're just, you know, done with you know, the whole royalties and stuff like that. They just want their money now. <laughs> what? How does the commercial go? It's my money and I want it now. That's that's basically what it is. Beep said, I want this loop so uh, you can take these songs. I know I made them, but uh, just pay me, man. Give me, the, give me this money. Now, a lot of people were saying that, you know, he he was under undersold. He undersold himself, but... I mean, I don't know if I, if you handed me two hundred million dollars for some songs that I made, I'm gonna take the two hundred million. I I've seen a couple of people say that he could have got a billion, blah blah blah. Okay, be that as it may, maybe he could have, but maybe he couldn't have. So I'll take the two hundred mil and uh, north of two hundred mil. So it's probably like two fifty ish, two twenty five, two fifty or whatever. So I'll take that man and uh go happily on my way. So a lot of people say that when they when artists and stuff do this, that it's it's them their way of, you know, setting up their family's future, uh, trying to get all their ducks in a row without, you know, have like I said, having to worry about the royalties and stuff. This streaming and stuff is it's it's a pain in the ass, to be honest with you, as a as a music producer, you know, getting my feet wet in this game. The whole streaming thing is it's uh they're a bunch of crooks, man. <laughs> They're a bunch of crooks, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I digress. But no, man, Beavers, shout out to Beavers, man. That's dope. Get your money. Um, the music is fire still, so he's not missing out on anything in, in that aspect. He's just getting his his bread, keeping it pushing. Another little music. It's not really a nugget or news, but me and my homeboy Don, man, we got this this ongoing. Uh, debate on who would win in the verses between Usher Raymond Usher and uh Chris Brown man. Now I strongly believe Chris Brown will beat Usher in a in a in a verses, right? But uh Dom he's <laughs> he's adamant that Usher will smack C B C B and I just don't see it that way. Uh I'm not I'm not knocking Usher. I like Usher music, you know but I just think Chris Brown has way too many bangers, man. Way too many hits that uh, Usher Usher can't fuck with, and uh, not even it doesn't even have to be his own. Even his features are bangers. Like I was listening to fucking <laughs> No Air yesterday while I was outside smoking a cigar with um, Jordan Sparks. He's on Jordan Sparks' song No Air. That's a fucking track. It's a, I'm out there singing it like it's my own fucking concert. That is a track, bruh. But um, we're gonna we're gonna have to put that shit together, man. We've been talking about this probably the last 
two years plus right by now. So we're going to have to put something together, man, bring it to you guys. And, you know, just let y'all see where we're coming from with, uh, you know, how we how we like these artists or whatnot and what songs we'll put up against what song. But what do y'all what do y'all think? Who do y'all think will win this versus Chris Brown or Usher, man? Uh, again, I think Usher would win. I want part of me wants to say he will smack. I mean, I think Chris Brown will beat Usher. Part of me want to say Chris Chris Brown will smack Usher, but I can't I can't go out on that limb and say that. I I think Chris Brown will beat Usher, but as far as smacking him, I can't do it. Uh, 20, 20 tracks a piece, just like they do on the verses. I think that's something we're gonna we're gonna have to do it here sooner rather than later. We've been talking about it forever. It's time to, you know, get get down and get get to the nitty gritty and do this thing. But yeah, man, I think Chris Brown take take Usher out in the verses. What what what, what do you guys think? And also, who do you think? Uh, maybe they were in the verses already. Maybe they haven't been in the verses. But who do you think should go head to head in a verses? Um, another one I think would be dope. SZA, y'all know I've been talking about SZA the last few episodes. SZA is freaking amazing. Um, who I would like to see her in a versus with that's, you know, in the same, um, I don't want to say bracket, same realm, you know, same time frame, whatnot. I think her and, you know, like a LMA or, or something like that would be a dope little versus Kalani. I think that would be a dope little versus, but. Right now, I think SZA will bag them all because just with this SOS album alone, it's fire. I, I know you're probably tired of me hear, tired of hearing me say that, but you know I'm I'm just speaking my truth. And uh, I was listening to the album again today, man, while I was outside smoking a cigar. So uh, it goes, it goes. Uh, again, I got Chris Brown beating Usher in the verses. I think SZA will will, will smack any any other female artist out. There. Not Beyonce, not Rihanna. Not Adele. Let's be serious, okay? Any other uh, female artist out there? I think I think SZA could hold her own against. Um, that's just me, though. I mean, it's music, right? It's 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 subjective to to your taste. So uh, you may think I'm fucking stupid by saying all this, but like I said, it's it's my uh, my opinion. So that's just how I feel, and uh, that's what I'm a rock with. So uh, yeah. All right, let's jump over to sports, man. The association. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna read the. I'll say what do we do. Let's do the top twelve power rankings for the NBA. So right now at one we have the Celtics, thirty five and fourteen. Uh, two the Nuggets, thirty four and fifteen. At three the seventy sixers at thirty one and sixteen. Four we have the Kings, yo. The Sacramento Kings are fourth in the power rankings at twenty seven and twenty. I can I don't know the last time the Sacramento Kings have been anything above 15 in the power rankings. So this is whatever they're doing in Saxon, man. Congrats. Keep, keep going. Y'all got y'all, y'all over there hooping, man. De'Aaron Fox and them boys, they over there getting it in. Uh, at five, we got the Grizzlies, six, the Nets, seven Cavaliers, eight, the Bucks, uh, nine, the Hawks, um, 10, the Thunder, 11, the Heat, 12, the Clippers. And, uh, then we have the Lakers are way down at 19. The Warriors are down at 20. Um, Portland, Portland's down at 23. Uh, and the boy, the boy Dame just had a hell of a game today. The man dropped 60 points on uh, on the Jazz's head, man. So he he was out there getting buckets. But you know Dame Dollar's gonna do Dame Dollar things. 
But yeah, man. So the NBA, you know, it's it's starting to get to to that point in the season where it's starting to pick up. You know, uh, you got got the All Star game coming up here soon, and they switch up the the format to the All Star game. So now it's like uh, it's gonna be like you know when you're when you're at the park or whatever at the Y at the gym hooping with your fellas and y'all picking squads. You're gonna have your captain standing up at half court, <laughs> and the people that's getting picked is gonna be. At, well, here they'll probably be on the sideline, or on the benches, or whatever. Maybe back in the locker room, do a little little entry for them when they call their name. But they're going to get picked right before the game starts, so it's not going to be this few days, week prior to uh, the All Star game where they're going to know what their teams are. It's not going to. It's not how it's happening this year. Like I said, they're switching it up. It's going to be a live draft, live pick right before tip of the All Star game. So that's that's pretty exciting, man. That's pretty dope. Gonna bring a whole new feel to the game. Um, uh, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get to see, you know, the, those last few players that are picked, picked last. You're gonna get to see the. Uh, they might come out with a little f- fire in the game when they get in. When they get in, because they might be pissed off <laughs> on live TV getting picked last and second to last and shit. But no, nah, it, it. I think it's pretty dope how they're doing it now. So we shall see. Hopefully, uh, the way they're switching up this. Pro Bowl for the NFL is going to be be something. If not, they just need to get rid of it because uh, the last shit handful of years, Pro Bowl has been hot garbage. Really, since Sean Taylor smacked that punter, the Pro Bowl has been garbage. But, again, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, the NBA, man, it's it's get, getting to that point where, where I'm starting to really, you know, lock in. Football season is winding down. So I could really just, you know, kind of focus on – the association more uh so we'll, we'll see how that goes but i like i said i am looking forward to this new format for for the all-star game it's gonna be pretty dope now let's get into this nfl man over the weekend we had the divisional rounds we had the jags versus the chiefs the giants versus the eagles uh the cowboys versus the fuck, fucking 49ers and cincinnati versus buffalo uh the Jags Chiefs game, man, that turned out to be a, a really good game. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Uh, I thought he, I, I thought it was going to be a wrap, but he came back, willed his team to a victory. Uh, the Jaguars put up a hell of a fight, man. They put up a hell of a fight. I saw a video, you know, it was like sideline, uh, sideline videos of Jaguars. I think it was Zay Jones talking to Trevor Lawrence, man, just telling him, you know, you know, we 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 held our own. He was like, Trevor, I'm proud of you, bro. You know, you did your thing. And Trevor kept saying, you know, well, we didn't win. And uh, we had the opportunities, but we didn't make the play, which, you know, I have to fucking admire. Trevor Trevor Lawrence is going to be – he's going to be a hell – he is a hell of a quarterback, but he's going to have a bright future in the NFL. But to, to see them two interact, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, being that competitor that he is, and then Zay Jones would be like, hey, man, we're good. You know, we'll we'll be back. You know, this is just the beginning. It was it was pretty dope to see, but like I said, man, the Jags lost to the Chiefs twenty to twenty seven. Um, Trevor Lawrence went twenty four for thirty nine for two hundred and seventeen yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Travis Etienne ran ten carries for sixty two yards. Um, they had a, as a team they had a total of nineteen carries for one hundred forty four yards, which really isn't bad at all. Uh, Seven point six yards a clip and a touchdown. Uh, Zay Jones, who I was just talking about, had five receptions for 83 yards. Christian Kirk, seven receptions for 52 yards. 
Uh, Evan Ingram, five for 31. Marvin Jones Jr., one for 21. Travis Etienne, three catches, 18 yards. Jamichael Hasty, one for seven. And Jamal Agnew, two for five. Um, their, their offense, man, they, of course, they had some, you know, blown opportunities. Uh, I believe they turned it over twice at towards the end of the game. Like their last two possessions, I believe, were turnovers, a, a fumbled punt or kickoff. I believe it was a fumbled punt and then an interception. So they they definitely had their, you know, their chances to pull a, a huge upset. I mean, a, this would have been a huge upset, but they fell short, man, to the Chiefs. So, I mean, it's the Chiefs, man. You can't – you expect them to be in the AFC Championship every year, right? So they'll be in the AFC Championship this year. Uh, after that, we had the Giants and the Eagles. That was a fucking blowout out the gate. The Eagles won 38-7. to I'm not even about to get into the stats of that game because that shit was terrible. And then we had a – on Sunday, we had a – I want – a makeup game. It was the makeup game to the, the canceled game, you know, the game where DeMar Hamlin, you know, had the that that serious serious incident, and uh, it's gl- it's good to see him back, you know, getting back to what you know whatever he he feels was his norm. But a lot of this conspiracy theory shit that's going around about how it was a body double at the game, man, stop! All right, just stop! Come on, let's 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 be let's be real. But anyway. The game was uh, Cincinnati versus Buffalo, man. And Cincinnati got in that ass out the gate, going up 14-0 in the first quarter. Uh, going into halftime, it was 17-7. And then they only gave up three points in the in the second half, and that came in the third quarter. And they ended up scoring 10 more points in the second half. So uh, Joe Burrow, 23-36, 242 yards, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon, 20 carries, 105 yards in a touchdown. Samaj P. Ryan, seven carries, 33 yards. Uh, as a team, 34 carries, 172 yards, 5.1 a clip, and a touchdown. Uh, Jamar Chase, in his by his standards, he he was he was held in check. My man had five catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Hayden Hurst, five for 59 and a touchdown. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan, five for 31. T. Higgins, three for 28. He was definitely held in check. Him and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd had one catch, 23 yards. Um, yeah, their their offense, you know, was uh, they were their offense was was cooking. Joe Burrow, man, he's he's a different dude. He's really a different dude. I see why they call him Joe Cool, and uh, he <laughs> he's just a different dude, man. He 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 has a bright future as well. Uh, Josh Allen, though, okay, let's let's talk about the Bills. So Josh Allen. All throughout the regular season, you know, people praise Josh Allen for, you know, for the things that he does. And, you know, it's well-deserved. He's a great quarterback and all. But, um, again, he's fallen short in the come playoff time, right? He doesn't get, you know, all the backlash that, you know, other quarterbacks get. And um, it's being brought up a lot so far since, uh, since they got their ass beat against Cincinnati but anyway Josh Allen went 25 for 42 uh 265 yards passing no touchdowns one interception uh he had eight carries for 26 yards as a team they had 19 carries for 63 yards so Josh Allen was their leading care leading leading ball carrier with devil Sing- Devin Singletary coming in with 24 yards on six carries 
Um, Dawson Knox had a, he had a, a pretty good game for a tight end. Five receptions, sixty-five yards. Uh, Khalil Shakir, two receptions, forty yards. Uh, Devin Singletary, five for thirty-eight. Stephon Diggs, man. Stephon Diggs was really held in check. Four catches for thirty-five yards. Uh, Gabe Davis, two for thirty-four. Cole Beasley, three for thirty-three. Now, going back to the game that was canceled, you could see that this type of game was going to happen that night as well. Buffalo looked flat, you know, since yeah, it was the first quarter, I believe it was still early, super early. But uh, and I believe Cincinnati was up like 77 to 3 by the, when they canceled the game, but you could just tell that Cincinnati was on their shit and Buffalo was was not. You know, but like I said they came out flat. Cincinnati came out, you know, guns blazing. They came out with that swag, and Buffalo just was, I don't know. I don't want to say they were being Buffalo because throughout the season, throughout the past few seasons, Buffalo has been there. I don't want to say they've been a juggernaut, but they've been on their shit, and you can, so it's easy to tell when, when they're not, and they haven't been the last few weeks, at least not against Cincinnati. So, but, so now we have Cincinnati and, and Kansas City again for the AFC Championship, which should be a hell of a game. Um, Cincinnati has beaten Kansas City the last three times that they've played in the last 13 months. So they beat them last year in the regular season, came back and beat them in the um, AFC Championship last year, and then they beat them again this year. So it's going to be a hell of a game. They have a hobbled um, – a hobble Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City that has to face his defense that pretty much has his number. So it's uh it's definitely gonna be interesting. It's definitely gonna be interesting. Uh so let let's get to let's get to my Cowboys, man. Oh shit, let's get to my Cowboys. <laughs> well, they shit the bed again against San Francisco, this time in Santa Clara. Um Offense just looked like hot garbage. There's no other way for me to put it. They looked like shit. Defense came to play, and um, offense had no no help for him, no support for the defense. Dak came out and did Dak-type things that we've seen all season, which is fucking annoying, frustrating, you know, all all that in one. After, him, after the game he had against Tampa Bay the week prior to going back to, to this, is unacceptable, but it's even more, it's fucking frustrating. How about that? I'll just be straight with you. It's fucking frustrating. Um, especially when you're looking at the numbers, man. Our defense held them to 19 points, and that's with giving up six points on two turn, two uh, interceptions. So you take away those two interceptions, that that's taking away six points, which gives them 13 so, of course, we're being hypothetical, right? We, if Dak doesn't throw those two picks, I'm, we we score. There's no doubt about it. We score at least at least three on both of those both of those drives. So that's another six points, right? At least. Um, and I'm pretty sure we we probably would have got touchdowns. I'm not gonna lie to you. We probably got touchdowns because we were moving the ball on their defense early, and then shit like that happens. But anyway, man, it's fucking annoying. Um, and then we lost Tony Pollard, who uh, broke his fibula 
broke his fibula and um had a high ankle sprain as well. So it uh once once that happened, fucking Kellen Moore refused to make any type of adjustments and uh reverted back to, you know, letting Dak be be a gunslinger. Um I don't understand how they don't, you know, carry over plays especially from last week against Tampa Bay that worked that they could have used, you know, against the 49ers. There's plenty of plays where Dak dropped back and he could have just, you know, ran and picked up some yardage. Specifically on, I believe it was a third and two that he ended up throwing a pick. Uh, it was a 32. He could have just ran right up. The, the, the offensive line blocked it. So he could just run straight up the middle and get at least – the two yards for a first down, but he didn't read the coverage through a pick, right? Which he probably should have probably should have been at least at least four four picks he should have thrown. He should have thrown one right in the fourth quarter. It hit I think it was Greenlaw right in the fucking chest and he could have walked in for a pick six, but he dropped it. So as you could tell, I'm frustrated with the Cowboys, man. Um you know right. It, I, I'm I, I'm used to it, but at the same time, it's like, damn, when are, when is shit gonna change? <laughs> you feel me? So it's it's it sucks, man. And then you have everybody on like social media and texting you and and sending you memes and all this other stuff. And the annoying part of that is, I, I get it. You know, it's part of, it's part of sports right now. You know, the memes, the jokes, I'm all for it. The part that I, that bugs me is when I have people that I know that are Giants fans who got their ass whooped the day before and have to keep chiming in on <laughs> on the Cowboys losing. And their excuse is, we weren't supposed to be there. But you fucking were. <laughs> you were there. So y'all were just happy just, you know, making it that far? No, fucking go out there and play. But anyway, man, that, that shit annoys me. But like I said, I'm used to it, but it's still annoying as hell, man. But that's that comes with being a Cowboys fan. You People love to hate your team more than they love to root for theirs. So it is what it is. But anyway, so this weekend we have the conference championships, man. They're... They're going to be some good-ass games. We have the 49ers versus the Eagles uh, on Sunday. The Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, and then we have the Bengals and the Chiefs Sunday night. And it looks like right now that game's even. I'm pretty sure it has to do with, you know, Patrick Mahomes' injury. So we'll see if that line changes come closer to closer to kickoff for both games, really. Um, I think I'm going to – I well, I know I'm going for the 49ers. I'm not going for the Eagles. That's another thing that gets me, man. So, I t- like like you know, I live in Seattle or Seattle area, Washington State. I live in Washington State. So, there's a lot of Seahawks fan, quote-unquote fans that are out here. And, uh, of course, a lot of my friends out here are Seahawks fans. But they have the audacity to be like, man, I'm going for the 49ers to beat the Cowboys. And I'm like, why? 49ers are your fucking rivals. Why would you root – for one, your division team, a team in your division, and two, for your fucking rivals that just whooped your ass last, the week prior. And we're like, oh, I just I just don't want the Cowboys to win. Well, 
fuck, man. That makes zero sense to me. But I see that's that's just how <laughs> that's just how the Seahawks fan base thinks, man. They don't think like a fucking fan. They think like fucking Stephen Stephen A. Smith. So <laughs> it is what it is, man. You guys are fucking you need help. All right, you need help. If you're rooting for your division division rival at anything other than something that you need to help you get in the playoffs or something like that, you have problems. So, like I said, I'm going for the 49ers. Fuck the Eagles. Um, and I'm going for the Bengals, man. Uh, and I, ho- I hope the Bengals take it all. I really do. They should have had it last. They could have had it last year. They were a sack away. They were half a second away from winning the Super Bowl. Because on that sack with Aaron, Rod- Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald had at the end of the game, Joe Burrow had the boy Jamar Chase wide open up, up the sideline. He dusted Jalen Ramsey, so um, I I wouldn't mind seeing the Bengals win win it all. That w- that would be kind of dope. I would definitely prefer the Bengals to win over the Eagles. So I don't want to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and shit beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl too. So who they nation rise up and uh, <laughs> let's get this brain for it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Eagles 49ers Sunday. At noon Pacific time, uh, I'm rocking with the 49ers. And then Bengals Chiefs at 3.30 Pacific time, and I'm rocking with the Bengals. All right, let's let's uh, let's jump to some quick mock draft um, scenarios that Mel Kiber come out with, has come out with. So number one overall, he has Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia, going to the Bears. And number two, he has C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State, going to the Texans. Uh, at three, he has Will Anderson Jr., edge rusher from Bama, going to the Cardinals. At four, he has Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama, going to the Colts. That actually might be a good look. Uh, at five, he has Will Levis going to the Seahawks from Kentucky. That's actually, that actually might be another good look, too, right there. Um, at six, he has Tyree Wilson, defensive end, Texas Tech going to the Lions. Seven, Peter Skornowski, offensive tackle, Northwestern, going to the Raiders. Eight, he has Miles Murphy, D lineman, uh, Clemson, going to the Falcons. Nine, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida, going to the Panthers. Uh, Ten, he has Kalijah Canty, defensive tackle, Pittsburgh, going to the Eagles. So that's a, that's a pretty decent, you know, top ten right there. This this draft is not you know gonna wow you with every pick you know that's made, but uh it's definitely it definitely has some some good guys in here though. Um, I hope my boy Bijan Robinson is available for my Cowboys at twenty six. I don't think he will be, but I hope he is available, man. Especially with you know Tony Tony being down, they're saying that he doesn't need surgery now, so they're saying that he'll be ready for training camp. But uh between him. And uh, figuring out what they're gonna do with Zeke, I think pairing Tony Pollard with Bijan Robinson would be fucking amazing. But like I said, gotta figure out what we're gonna do with Zeke. If Zeke restructures his contract like he says he wants to, and we have the space, make it happen. I'll take all three of them in there, and Bijan, you know, he can learn from two two good ones. So it is what it is, man. We'll see. We'll see how that goes the closer the draft gets here. And I'll definitely keep, you know, putting out um, mock draft s- scenarios and stuff like that uh, up until the up until the draft in April. So 
Um, like I said, man, I'm just going to keep this this episode short and sweet. I covered everything I wanted to cover, man. Again, like always, I appreciate you guys for, you know, fucking with your boy on this podcast stuff. Um, also, fuck with your boy on the music tip, man. Go to RoboBeats.com and uh, I have all my beats on there, man. Uh, SoundClick.com, RoboBeats. Uh, SoundCloud, RoboBeats. Uh, YouTube channels, RoboBeats. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, just, I'm all over Spotify, I have, you know, music on Spotify, instrumentals on Spotify, instrumentals on Apple Music, um, man, anywhere you can find music, your boy Ro Ro Beats is on there, so, uh, fuck with me there as well, spread the word, let's, uh, let's get this thing cracking, you feel me, and, um, uh, all my entrepreneur, entrepreneurs out there, man, if y'all got stuff that y'all wanna, you know, run ads for, hit me up, we can run some ads on, on the pod, uh yeah just just hit me up we cut we, we do the we'll do the deal with you man but uh yeah man again appreciate you guys for you know rocking with your boy um again you know you're never too old or too young to strive for your goals so keep keep making your goals keep uh working towards your goals and don't let anybody or anything get in the way of your goals they are yours for a reason um and let's uh let's just continue to spread love, man. There's too way too much hate in the world. So be nice, spread love, and uh, you know, stay blessed. Peace.